Hey, what's up, guys? It's Will Bowman with The Art of the Interview. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. So you can't see it here but uh, because you can't see, but uh, I am uh, not in my normal podcasting space. Um, you might notice a little bit more of an echo. Um, instead of sitting upstairs in my normal podcasting rocking chair, Yes, you heard me right. I do my podcast in a rocking chair. Um, I am down in the kitchen, and I'm sitting by my computer. It's been a long day working, and I just decided I didn't want to migrate upstairs to uh, do the podcast. I'd rather just do it downstairs. So, um, But that said, um, I'm still going to try and bring you guys uh, some value and some, um, some good stuff in this interview uh, while well, I sit here, and I still got my coffee. <laughs> Always got to have your coffee when you're doing uh, when you're doing um, both your interviews and the podcast about interviews. There are some ingredients that are essential for creating the container, and I believe that coffee is one of those essential um, essential tools that are really good for getting people to chill out and relax including me. So that's why I always have a cup of coffee with me while I'm doing this podcast. So today I'm going to talk about um, a question that I found online uh, related to podcast interviewing, but I, I, I'm kind of going to universalize it. Um, and instead of talking about podcast interviewing, I'm going to make it about interviewing in general because um, a lot of the same principles um, uh, apply to podcast interviews, video interviews, um, just interpersonal research interviews, whatever it is, um, you a lot of this stuff applies. And this question uh, relates uh, is one of those that can relate to many different types of interviews. And the question is, is how do you structure an interview? Now I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit um, what's the word? I'm going to be a little bit. Um, vague uh, toward the beginning and I'm going to answer it depends right uh, it, it's complicated <laughs> that's the that's the, the the best way that I can describe it um, because uh, there's a lot of people who have you know structures out there and who go with structure and they have oh this is you do your intro you do your meet you know you do this you do that and boom you get a, you get an interview but and there is there I'm not saying you shouldn't have a structure you need to have a structure however um, the particular structure personally, uh, that I use a lot of times I choose based off of the particulars of the interview that I'm doing. So whether or not it's a store, uh, a structure based around a story that I've, that I, that I'm, uh, I'm telling, or it's a structure based around an idea or an emotion that I'm trying to get to. Um, a lot of it depends on the person that I'm interviewing and, and a lot of times the information that I get during my pre-interview. I'll give you an example. So just this last week, I um, was interviewing a woman for a marketing um, interview or a marketing project I'm working on. I did an interview and review podcast a couple days ago about that. And through our pre-interview, I discovered what was sort of at the core essence of her um, volunteering with this organization that I'm doing marketing for was a deeply felt desire to give back, right? A deeply felt desire 
um, to give back and to give of the blessings that she felt like God had given to her. And so um, I structured my questions based around that idea. And the way that I did that in, in, the, in the questions was I, 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 and this is actually another point that I'm going to talk about a little later on, which is start close to the heart. I started with that question. We had talked about a, a bunch of different things in the pre-interview, but that thing was really powerful. And I, so in, I started with that. I, that was the question that I started with. I said, what does the phrase desire to give mean to you or desire to give back and then what i did is i took her narratively through her before her story to coming to the organization and then the experience that she'd had being a part of the organization but i started with that thing which was really emotionally charged of her and that emotion then carried on through the rest of the questions as we essentially came went from the past to the present and came back to that idea um, in the present so it was kind of a uh i think they have a term for it in the news um uh it, it was a uh reverse oh what is it reverse pyramid or, or uh, sorry no uh 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 yeah no a reverse pyramid where i started off with something really powerful and then just kind of got more general um but it was kind of like it was a little bit different than that anyways it it was it was a structure that i based off of that particular interview there was a different um th- there was another interview that i did as a part of a different um uh, the same or the same marketing project where I took a totally different structure interview um, and I literally just went in there sat down and said tell me this story because again in the pre-interview I had identified where the real emotional charge was for that interview and I so I knew this is where I want to go with this interview and then I just kind of followed the energy for that interview so how I'm going to answer this question is how do you structure an interview? Um, I, I think there are some general points, and I'm actually going to go, for, go through a couple of those points here in a second. But the thing that I think that's most important is that I think you should structure your interview based on the person that you're interviewing. And if there's things that you can do through research and through pre, the pre-work, the pre-production work to sort of identify where that energy is and then create your structure and write your questions, then I think that's what you should do. You should always be flexible and create your structure based on the person that you are um, that you're interviewing. Now, I'm not the only person that does this. One of my favorite interviewers, Tim Ferriss, um, so often, I mean, one of the things that he's so good at is he does so much pre-work on his interviewees, and I think it really shows in the quality of the interviews that he's able to get. And a lot of times, you know, what he'll he'll start with something that he has gotten out of that pre-interview or out of that, um, you know, out of that uh, research that he's done because he's so good about going and doing due diligence and doing the research and finding out where that energy is and then jumping right into that to that point um and sometimes what he'll do is he'll start off with and sometimes he'll also start off with um a thing that somebody else that is a mutual friend of his interviewee is doing right so he will 
Um, oh, hey, this person told me to ask you about this. Let's start there, right? He's very organic with his uh, structure that he creates. And I think that it works really, really well for him. And, you know, I personally really enjoy it as well. So a couple other points related to interview structure. I mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to say it again. Start close to the heart. If there's a place that you know that is going to get right to that person's heart, start there. And then that access will carry on through the rest of the interview. So long as you've built the container for it. Now, if you haven't built the container of trust, then don't start close to the heart. Start off with a few sort of like warming, casual, like low level things um, so that you can start to build that container because that's really, really important, right? But if you've done a good job, you've done your pre-interview, you've had the conversation, um, uh, you, you know, just do that. You start close to the heart because that emotion will then touch all the rest of the interview. My wonderful wife is uh, in the process of cooking her dinner and uh, she's graciously trying to be very, very quiet <laughs> while I'm recording the interview here in the, uh, in the, in the, in the kitchen. But you know, there are important things in life uh, like egg rolls. And, um, so what you're hearing in the background, that's, uh, that's, that's egg rolls being prepared, um, for, uh, for, for, for consumption in the Bowman household. <laughs> All right. So start close to the heart. That's a, that's the, uh, that's number one. So number two, I want to, the, the point number two, have a structure, but don't be afraid to follow the energy and adapt. Now this is a little different than what I was talking about earlier. It's in the same vein, right? Um, but it's a different. Now, a lot of times when you go in, you're going to have created your structure, you've created your questions, you give that. But sometimes what you have, what you realize is in the, in the, if you're being present, if you're, you're listening actively, you are going to realize that there is something that there's a, there's a place that energy is flowing. And what you really want to do is you want to not be afraid to follow that to drop your structure or take a little detour and follow that energy. Sometimes it's nice because to have that structure because then you can come back to it after you've followed that energy, but you do not be afraid to move away from your structure, right? If you have a beginning, middle, and end, don't be afraid to have a beginning, middle, a detour, and an end, right? Because you want to first and foremost be present and follow that energy wherever it, re wherever it leads. Okay, so those are the first two. Start close to the heart, have a structure, but don't be afraid to follow the energy and adapt. And third, end strong. You know, a lot of times people have a tendency to sort of taper off and just kind of like have a little, little fluffy, like, you know, like anything else you'd like to add. And I'll be perfectly honest, I am guilty of this too. You know, at the end of each, you know, each interview, it's like, oh, do you have anything else you want to add? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know. Um, what you really want to do is you want to, you really want to end strong. You want to not be afraid because a lot of times closure to an interview, you can get some really, really good sound bites. And then the times that I've done this, it's worked out really well, um, especially if I've done a really good job of holding that container throughout the entire interview. The end is kind of like a moment for them, you to really dig deep for one more, like, final like hurrah the climax the exploding fireworks in the in the sky you know to be able to just dive in and really you know go for something that's solid so 
those are my three, actually, I guess four points um, uh, about podcast or not podcast. Well, yes, podcast interview structure, but just structure of interview in general. One, base your structure on the story that you're trying to tell and the interviewee who you're interviewing. Two, start close to the heart if you've done a good job of building the container. Three, have a structure, but don't be afraid to follow the energy and adapt. And four, end strong. Always end strong. All right, that is today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm going to do a little bit of a special interview or a little bit of a special podcast um, later on this week um, as the late, great um, Larry King has unfortunately just passed this last week. So I'm going to do a little bit of a tribute, um, a little bit of a tribute episode. And um, I've been listening and watching some interviews of his. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the good, the bad and the ugly um, in uh, his interviewing style and just kind of deconstruct that. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next time on the art of the interview.